our sponsors help us reach people from city to city, coast to coast, and around the world. Our gold sponsors, Michelle Perry. She is the host of the Successful Diligence Podcast and best-selling author of The Pebble in My Shoe. You can connect with Michelle and get a copy of her book at SuccessfulDiligence.com. Paula Cousson has dedicated her life volunteering in community youth programs such as the Young Marines. Paula believes that the greatest asset each young person has is at least one caring adult in their life. Donald Lamb is a gold sponsor, and he and his wife have happily been married for over 35 years. He is the proud father of one daughter and three sons. Donald honorably served his country over 22 years in the United States Army and retired with distinction. Active in his community, Donald is also the owner and operator of Mama's Boy Event Planning and Coordinating Services. Connect with Donald at facebook.com forward slash Mama's Boy Events Coordinating. Our platinum sponsors, Gregory Smith. He is the author of 100 Simple Ways How to Manage a Property and Evidence Room. Get your copy today by reaching out to Gregory Smith on Facebook or email him at smithg1963 at yahoo.com. Adrian Barker is the host of the Adrian Barker Speaks podcast, a life coach and CEO of Professional Global Etiquette. Please connect with her at professionalglobaletiquette.com. Mr. Mike Black from New Bern, North Carolina. He helps men throughout Eastern Carolina lead a faith-filled life. He is a compassionate leader in his church, a devoted husband, and father. Dr. Nate Dunlap Jr. is the executive director of the PRF Institute. He is the author of What's Next, Preparing for Eternity, and Don't Leave Me Like This, Inspiration to Leave a Legacy. As a 501c3 nonprofit organization, the PRF Institute is blessed to be that premier stewardship-based teaching ministry that truly responds to the needs of families and communities around the country. Find Dr. Dunlap and his amazing team at prfinstitute.org. Poet Katrina McCain is the author of Because She Decided to Love. This is a collection of poetry and prose about love and its impact on every relationship. This raw, uncut poetry book addresses the themes of how we experience love through loss, hurt, pain, grief, and passion. Get your copy of her book today at paulkatrinamccain.com. If you would like to become a sponsor of Impacting Life 24-7, it's very simple. Just visit clkingspeaker.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Just visit clkingspeaker.com. Welcome to Impacting Life 24-7. We are so blessed uh, because every Monday night, every Tuesday night, and every Thursday night, we are blessed to have people in our studios that are making an impact around the world. Now, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you guys have grown accustomed to the type of people that come on this show. People who are dynamic, people who are energetic, people who are turning the world upside down. And tonight will be no different. I have spent the last 30 minutes talking to my dear friend, David Delisle. He is an author. David embarked on his golden quest when he was 11 and ever since has been passionate about compound interest, the most powerful force in the universe. And for all of you that just groaned out there and rolled your eyes, we know who you are. Imagine folding a regular piece of paper in half. Now fold it again and again. Imagine folding this same piece of paper 42 times. How thick do you think that piece of paper would be? 
as thick as a book, as high as a desk? Will it be as tall as your house? Will it be tall enough to reach the moon? If you fold that same piece of paper only 51 times, it will be tall enough to reach the sun. That is the power of compound growth. And many, many gray hairs since David first embarked on his golden quest, during that time, he has been a successful entrepreneur, financial advisor, marketing director, a real estate investor, and most importantly, a dad to two amazing sons. Wanting to pass on the passion of financial literacy to his young boys, Will and Noah, David wrote The Golden Quest by taking all of the elements that kids love in a book with beautiful illustrations, adventure, humor, suspense, and fantastical creations and mixing in the five most valuable lessons about money. He loves being outdoors with his family, laughing with his friends, traveling the world, and connecting over a perfect cup of coffee. The awesome stuff. I would like for you guys to welcome to our virtual studios my friend and author, David Delisle. Welcome, David. Hi, CL. Thanks so much for that intro. Such a such a great time being here already. <laughs> the intro already. <laughs> brother, the intro, the intro is worth the price of admission. That's for sure. <laughs> so, David, we're so thankful. Thank you, Greg, for uh helping us out getting everything rolling. And uh, you Greg takes care of all the stuff that I fumble, and I have fumbled just about everything. So I'm thankful for Greg. I'm thankful for our entire team at Impacting Life 24-7. And we're blessed to have in our virtual studios someone i talked to the, i sent the message out to a bunch of moms and dads and for those of you listening tonight share this message out with parents because i really want to key in the kids can listen and the moms and dads can too i'm joined by david delisle you can find him at the awesome i just gave away the first question where else can people find you david are you on any other social media platforms yeah the the main sort of platforms you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, all under the uh, the name Only Buy the Awesome Stuff. And the book itself, The Golden Quest, you can just go to thegoldenquest.com and, and find me there as well. And and I love connecting with people. So if anyone does want to reach out, feel free. And, and I'm happy to sort of communicate and answer any questions I can. Right, because, you know, here's here's the deal, Dave, and, you know, we're going to get into it. And I, I'm actually, Greg, I'm actually liking the format because I don't feel nearly as rushed. You know, I got the commercial, first commercial out the way. Now I can just spend time with the guest instead of having to talk in the speed of light to get to the first 15 <clears throat> minutes. Um, here we are, Dave, getting ready to get into the holiday season and everybody's going to be throwing around hundred dollar bills like we're like we're you know like we're mega millionaires, um, and maybe to some of our demise because maybe what we're exam exampling to our kids is not necessarily the best example. And I, I even after reading what you sent me and and looking over your book, I even felt a little convicted. Like man if I could just do it over. So I'm going to take some of David's stuff and steal it and use it for myself. Um, talk to us because I know you, Dave, and, and, and it's been great getting back reacquainted, but kind of introduce yourself to our audience. Give us a little backstory about David Delisle. Yeah. So, I mean, the finance side of things, I've always been fascinated with finance and money. And I remember reading, you know, my first finance book when I was 11 
So I was, I was that nerdy kid who was, you know, saving his pennies and calling up, you know, banks asking what their interest rates were, and just was always sort of fascinated with this idea of, of money, and how money could work for you and become a tool. And I don't know where that came from. But it was just one of those things that was always there. And then over the years, I realized that's not everyone. And in fact, most people <laughs> yeah. hate talking about money. Right. So, so that's in the, you know, those were the early years, but I never actually uh, got right into finance. I, I took a sort of a different path, uh, went into programming and business and started my own business. And then that sort of led towards marketing and Along the way, though, I was always involved in all these different aspects of, you know, stock markets, real estate, day trading, I mean, going the gamut. And it wasn't until, you know, looking back in the rearview mirror, I realized that most of the stuff, all that noise that scares most people away from money, that's all it is. It's just noise. Mm -hmm. And what's really important, I mean, I was mentioning to you on our call uh, just just prior to this call, it, it's habits and mindset. I mean, that's that's really what's important. The rest isn't as important. So getting that out there to you know adults and kids, that's become my my passion. Right, and and you know when when I look at when I, you you said this so well because it it really rings true. The moment you you mention finances to the average layman like me we automatically just shut down. And do you, do you feel, I mean, this is just, just a, a, a probing question, but do you feel that perhaps maybe the discussions aren't as robust around the dinner table be, because uh, the intimidation factor with math and all that kind of stuff? For sure. I mean, that's, that's the big thing. And that's, that's why I'm, I'm trying to get this message out there. Most people I've realized, and myself included, when you think money, especially if you use bigger words like financial literacy or <laughs> compound growth, immediately your mind's going towards math and charts and lectures and complications. <laughs> and it just, it's, it, people are rolling their eyes. I already see you thinking, yeah. we got to cut this. We got to cut this short, David. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. And, and that's, that's what's holding us back because that's not really that's not really what this is all about. You can, as I mentioned, you can teach all of this without any math. It's habits and mindset. It doesn't require math at all. And it can be taught to a five-year-old. And so in, in your in your arena, you know, of, of uh, we, we talked about, we kind of sprung, did a springboard, but let's go back just a tad. I mean, in terms of your upbringing and, and, and your childhood, what was your childhood like? And, you know, was financial, were finances discussed or do you remember that kind of stuff growing up? Yeah, not too much. But I, looking back, because this question has come up a few times, on reflection, I realized how much I was impacted, not even realizing it at the time. I mean, my dad, he, had, he was a blue collar worker, commercial diver, and he just hated work. So even as a young boy, I'd go out and I'd be out on these, these dive boats with him and watching him and seeing how hard he worked and how much he hated it. Mm. And I remember sort of, so some of that slowly must've sunk in that there's gotta be another way or it doesn't have to be this hard or why, 
why is he working so hard for something that he doesn't like at something he, he hates? What's this all for? So that's where I think a lot of this started to sink in. Mm. And, and then it, once I started realizing that, you know, you, you can make money, money can make money. It can earn interest. It can become a tool. It can be a means towards a freedom that you might not have otherwise. So that sort of grew into something Mm -hmm. a little bit more than just what I want to buy. I was thinking, how do I not choose what he's choosing and doing something you hate? Man, you know, that's interesting, Dave, because, again, I'm joined, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Impact Life 24-7. I'm joined by my friend David Delisle. He is the author of... The Golden Quest. It's okay. Let me let me let me put my notes together here. You guys know I'll be fumbling stuff, guys. The Golden Quest is what he is the author of, and you can get a copy of his book at um, onlybytheawesomestuff.com. That is the that is the absolute coolest tagline ever because he's teaching young people and moms and dads uh, to only buy the awesome stuff. And we're going to get into that. But, you know, David, I heard Steve Seabold say this. And he, his speaking fees are quite a bit higher than mine. Uh, his average around 45000 a speech. So he knows what he's talking about, right? <laughs> he said, if hard work equated to wealth, then every brick laborer, every brick mason, every concrete worker, every stick builder, right? They'd be all wealthy. He, he said, you, we, we have mixed this up and we have messed this up thinking that hard work or rigorous work equate, equates to wealth. And so you were looking at your dad and you were saying, man, number one, he's working hard. Number two, he don't even like it. Exactly. And the <laughs> thing is, is, and back to commercial diving or brickling, any of these jobs, there's nothing wrong with the job. Right. And there are people that love that job. But doing it when you hate it, yeah. there's an easier way. And that was that's what I saw. It wasn't that I saw him doing uh, manual labor. Right. It's that I saw him doing something that he just hated doing. And I couldn't understand why. Well, let's let's depart there for a second. Let's just depart there. We didn't plan this, ladies and gentlemen. Again, you know Impacting Life 24-7 is spontaneous. And I want David, who is very well put together, I want to ruffle his feathers a little bit anyway, just because he's – you're up there in Canada. Is that where you are? Yeah, so I'm in Canada on the west, west coast. He's on the, it's a little earlier right now for me. Yeah, it's a little earlier right there. It's late for me, so I didn't have my coffee and mojo, brother, so I'm flowing. David, do you, with COVID, because I know you guys were impacted up there too, are you seeing, just in your in your global view, are you seeing people maybe reconsider their careers? Are you seeing more of that, man, where people are saying, you know what? Because a lot of and, and I, I I had my friend Lon Jordan talk about this because he did he he he's got the uh, sketch by design movement and he talked about three reasons why people may not be going back to their jobs. Hardcore Marines like me said, well, they just lazy, a bunch of slobs want to sit on the couch. But but are you seeing, David, that maybe people are saying, I want to do something that brings a living, but I actually like to do. For sure. And that's what's really neat, because it's a combination. We've got these people who just love going into work every day. And that office, that community, the people they work with, that is what brings them joy. So they're 
anxious and they just can't wait to get back. Mm -hmm. But the flip side, we've got people who have never been able to have a little bit more pause in the morning where they can walk their kids to school. Right. Or take their dog out for a walk or, or, you know, have a, a proper lunch at home that they can cook and it's not just food on the go. Right. So all these little things, there's definitely an awakening of there's another way. Right. And that's the whole thing. It's, it's not that one way is better than the other. It's recognizing that a choice is being made and there's multiple ways to live your life. And there isn't only one way. And, and along with that, these same, same people, they're not doing the commute. So they're not eating out as much. They're not spending all this money on gas. They're not spending all this money, you know, for, you know, quick meals and whatever they're doing and the coffees and just maintaining what they're maintaining. And they're saving and they're realizing, I don't need to make as much as I thought I did. Right. And I've got all this free time. Maybe I don't need to be doing that. And, and that's really what it comes down to. I mean, yeah. Choice yeah, and, and recognizing good. that choice. That's, that's good. Very, very powerful. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined in the virtual studios. As you guys know, I'm sitting atop of the Ruth E. Plowden legacy chair. That's my foster mom at Impactville. And I'm joined by my friend, David Delisle. He is the author of The Golden Quest. Look at that. I got it right this time, folks. And you can get your copy or you can pre-order now at OnlyByTheAwesomeStuff.com. It is a children's book with amazing illustrations, but it also is... Uh, it's something that moms and dads can pick up and glean something out of as well. One of the things that you touched on, Dave, <clears throat> is that 51% of students chose money money management as the course that would benefit their life the most. And and how does how how is reflecting on that? Do you think uh, you know what do you think in terms of the psychology of that that analysis where kids says, "Hey, man, money management can really benefit my life." Well, I think, I mean, all of us can recognize that money is one of those things that easily becomes the number one stressor in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's any list you do, money is going to be at or near the top of that list of what's the number one cause of stress. Mm. And I think that's just it as kids are recognizing that this is, this is a big source of concern and they have nowhere to turn to because it's not something that's taught their parents weren't taught it. So they can't teach it to them. And, and we're all out there sort of fumbling a little bit and, mm. and it doesn't have to be that hard because it's, it's not that hard. Well, I think I wanted to have you back anyway on this show uh, after our pre-interview, because I wanted to ask you this. And again, this was not in the notes. I didn't send you any notes. You didn't even get the questions. So this is how impromptu <laughs> this is. Let's talk about this for a second. Let's just let's just go down a quick little rabbit hole. You help us stay stay on course though, okay, Dave? I've had in recent years some lamentations, if you will, about Here's here's what I'm saying. I got 7 children. You've got 2. And we always look at these benchmarks of where our kids should be, right? Just based off of society. All right, you're going to, at 16, get your car. At 18, you graduate, and then you go on to whatever it is. The college scene for young people, I have just had trouble with this in recent years, brother, that we are okay. We think that this is the way 
to send a kid off to get strapped or their parents strapped with $100,000 in debt to come out making 35000 a year that, that's going to take them 40 years to pay off. <laughs> what do you think about that, Dave? I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm not, I'm not putting a premium on, on ignorance. I know you're an educated man. So am I. But I'm saying, like, you say there's, there's got to be a better way. What do you think about that, that, that pressure that we've put on ourselves to get riddled with, with, uh, with school debt? Well, and that brings us right back to that idea of choice. And that's the message I need, I'm trying to get out there is that we're making a choice mm -hmm. with everything we buy and everything we like, wherever we spend our money, it's a choice. Right. And the problem is we just get caught up in the habit of not questioning it. Right. So, so with college, you don't like, that's what you, that's what you do. You don't question it. You send your kids to get educated. That's the best they, they can do. Right it's going to really set them up for the future. And in some cases it, it will, but it's got to be recognized for what it is. So if your goal is how do I set myself up financially? Is there a better investment that I could put that hundred thousand dollars towards? I mean, financially, yes. I mean, that's, that's an easy answer. Right. You put that in the stock market and it doubles right. seven years. That's going to double. That's going to be 200,000. So, you know, right yeah. around the time they're getting out of school, now you're at 200,000. Nice. Seven more years, then it's 400. And I mean, financially they're set, but that doesn't mean school doesn't make sense. Right. It's just, why are you going? If you're going strictly to make money and that's the only reason and it's all you care about, there are other ways. Yeah. And I'm just typing in the chat to Paula Cousson because she came on late and I'm just trying to get your website in there only by the awesome stuff uh dot com paula is where you can find our good friend uh david delisle in his book we're talking about uh kid financial literacy and parent financial literacy for that matter so i know paula has a daycare and she's got them at the young age brother so this would be great for her and uh in fact i'm feeling so benevolent tonight paula that we are going to, when his book releases, or I'll just go ahead and pre-order it. We're going to get a book for you, Paula. We want to bless you with a copy of the book, uh, The Golden Quest. And that's the, the website is only by the awesome stuff. But I want to get a copy of, of David's book, The Golden Quest, which is an amazing book in your hands, Paula. So that is from us to you. And, and you know, Dave, you're, you're right. It's like you you help us understand in this journey that that you have taken. You 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 say that people focus so much on the what, right? But they don't focus enough on the why. Or is it the other way around? Yes, um, the what and the how. The what and the how. Yeah, help me out. So brother. everyone, so anyone who's talking to me, first question is, how do I make more money? That's right. How that's do I right. get more money? Right, that's right, right. that's her. In any finance book, that's what you're going to read in it for. How do I make more money? And that's important. It's it's extremely important. That's why that's what the number one focus is for most people. Whereas for me, the why, I put the emphasis on the why because without the why, the how you're going to be chasing forever. And that's the thing is we just get caught up in, as you said, with the college, we do that, but why are you going to college? So you can get a good job. Why are you getting a good job? So you can buy the nice house and the nice car, have the big family, then you can travel, then you can retire. 
Then you can do these amazing trips. If you make a lot of money, maybe you'll get a boat. Yeah. So it just, it's on and on and on because right. that's just what we get caught up in. But there is no end. It doesn't matter how much you make. You can make, a, you know, 100,000, a million, tens, tens of millions. There's always something else to buy and something else to chase. Right. And so until you get to the why, you're always going to be chasing. So I really try to get that why, which is, as you're, you know, alluding to earlier, that whole idea of only buy the awesome stuff. Right. And that awesome stuff is the why. And again, you can find these amazing nuggets for uh, young people eight, starting at age five uh, on up to 95 in his book, The Golden Quest. And go to his website right now, ladies and gentlemen, and share this out on all of our platforms around the world. As you guys know, this is this show is carried on 28 major platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Alexa. The other day I said, play Impacting Life 24-7. And guess who came on? This loudmouth guy. So so we want to we want to get this message out though, because guess what? Here's what we tend to do, uh, Dave, and I hope that you would agree with me. We tend to react versus act proactively. Yes. <laughs> you look you look scared there. You're you're hoping I'd say yes. 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 Yes is the answer. Yeah. We uh Okay, we already got the book on order for Paula. So the book is on its way when uh, it, it will. Now, let's just clarify. This is a pre-order because because of COVID, there's been some delivery uh, constraints, but we're looking at January for it to be around, right? Yeah, exactly. I was, if everything goes according to plan, I mean, maybe if I'm really lucky, it might be earlier. We're unlucky later, but it's right. everything's shipping delays, printing delays, everything's a little bit offset that right from. okay and and again uh paula that that's just a blessing from impact life 24 7 to you because of your continued support of us and because of your investment in the next generation paula was also working with the young marines she did that for many many years and so she believes in helping young young people but but i do believe that uh, I'm, I'm starting to realize as i get older dave that that it's beneficial to have some tools in your tool pouch you know what I'm saying? And and it's okay to realize that that old fold, remember, do you are you old enough to remember the old fold out tape measures that were wood? Do you remember seeing those? Yeah, I've seen I've seen those, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's okay to upgrade from that to an actual pull out tape measure, right guys? So so sometimes what, what I'm trying to say is is that we don't have to be married to methods. And and when we get somebody of this caliber in our studios, I want to share them with y'all because you don't get this every day that someone has written a illustrated amazing children's book for kids for them to be able to understand and actually enjoy money management. And you can get that book, The Golden Quest, at onlybytheawesomestuff.com. Dave, how am I doing promoting it? Am I doing good, brother? You're on it. It's, I would just interrupt briefly. <laughs> the energy and love, CL, is just amazing. And that's what drew me to to your show to begin with. It's You can feel it. Yes, it's, sir. It's, yes, sir. I, I can feel it as well. And uh, she says, 
Uh, Paula says, I'm already teaching my nine-year-old daycare child who I am homeschooling about money and how to save and spend wisely. Oh, she said the two good words there, save and spend, right? Yeah, because we're going to, I got something I'm going to talk talk in a little bit about his latest blog post where he, uh, where David kind of provokes us a little bit to think about how we uh, teach kids how to handle money. And so when, when we look at um, the four, I, I want you guys to understand the four reasons why I, I feel and, and Dave feels, we all agree at the Impacting Life 24-7 Studios, why you should get this book, why moms and dads should get this book in your hands for your kids. Number one, financial literacy is one of the most important things that we can learn. Surprisingly, it is something most of us are never taught. Why don't you elaborate on that, Dave? Yeah, well, I think it's back to that earlier um, discussion we had where when you think of financial literacy, you think of math and all these other things. And if you're not a math person, you shy away from it. And we're not taught it. And we don't know how to teach it. And people don't want to learn about it. And yet, it's so important and has such an impact on our lives. I mean, if you think of how many hours we spend in our lives working to earn that money, right? And then we spend almost zero time figuring out how to manage it or (laughs) how to do anything for us. Right. Yeah. That you're man, you're right. And, and we spend, and, and you, you make a good point because you, you teach us some tips. I talked about this in the very opening monologue where I was using what you use on your website about folding the piece of paper. Um, You know, having the money work for us, getting to the stage where the money works for us versus us constantly working for the money. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's, so that's where the habits parts come habit part comes in Mm -hmm. and that habit, we all know about compound interest and saving. We've all heard it, but we just, we don't like hearing about it because it sounds like budgeting and work. Yeah. And there is, you know, it, it could be that way. Or there's an easier way, but just to illustrate uh, another way. So we talked about like the folding paper, which is really cool. And that paper reaches the moon and the sun. But if you think of like the stock market, which is traditionally returned around 10% a year on average. So just using that number, because it's a, a round number and it's easy. If you took, pick any number, but I like, you know, crazier numbers, say 10,000, 20,000 a year. And you started today right now. CL and you start investing 10,000 every year for the next seven years and then stopped and never, never invested another cent in your life. And then I came along in seven years and started investing. And so I started doing the same 10,000, 10,000, 10,000 every year. And I did it for seven years, but I started later. So I'd have to keep continuing. How long do you think I'd have to continue to catch up to you just starting seven years early? Mm, would you have to continue an additional seven years? Keep in mind, you only did it for seven years and you stopped. That's all you did. Okay. So I did it. And you have to go higher. (laughs) So I have to, okay. I did it for seven. You came seven years later and started investing. How long would it take you to catch up to me after I stopped at year seven? Uh, 10 more years. I would never catch up to you. Oh, wow. Paula said 10 years and you heard the answer from Dave. Uh, he said it, it it's, it's mathematically impossible, huh? 
at 10% within those first seven years, your money is already making more than you're contributing every year. Wow. Ooh, man, I'm going to, I'm going to send this show to all of my grown kids and I don't care that the book may start out for five-year-olds. Y'all going to all l- listen to this show because really earlier is better, right, Dave? And that's the thing. And we hear it, but it's hard to believe because that same 10%, it didn't seem like a lot the first year. Right. I mean, we can all do that math. And the second year wasn't much more, but it just starts building on itself. And by the time it gets to that point, it, it's it's set up and running and, See, and, that and was, you can't stop that. That's train. what my brain, because as you guys know, being a former Marine, I think in, I, I need, I mean, I need pictures. So I'm thankful for this book because <laughs> Marines need pictures. But I was wondering what that, what that, you know, where the spillover would be where, you know, where, in other words, where the, where the sweet spot was, you, you know, that like you get to a certain point and it's like, okay, you don't have to continue to shovel more into it because now it's, it's working exponentially. Yeah. Well, and it's just, it's time, right? Like that's the thing. So there is no, there is no real sweet spot. It's mm-hmm. just, you need to get that ball rolling Yeah, and that ball rolling. So if you think of at again, and I'm just using round numbers, to make it easy. So at that 10%, right, if your money's doubling in seven years, so you know, a dollar or $100, that's only going to be 207 years, but then it doubles in another seven, and then that doubles in another seven. If you've got enough runway, and you're, you're talking, you know, kids that are teenagers, or you know, your son right. who's in his 20s, it doesn't take many times of that money, for that money to double, mm-hmm. to just become incredibly um, incredibly large. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Again, the golden quest, the book is that we're talking about with the author, David Delisle, and you spell his last name D E L I S L E, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. See, I, I, I even wrote it down correctly, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so my staff is just probably amazed that I'm actually doing things right tonight <laughs> and you can get a copy of his book. It's on pre-order now. Uh, only by the awesome stuff.com. We've invested. This is how we do on impacting life 24 seven. We don't just have people on for something to do because literally I could be in bed, but if I'm going to bring you on, use your time. I want to make this an investment and a blessing to all of our guests. And David, you are really, really, really tapped. You've really tapped into something that is uh, monumental. I tagged a couple other people. I tagged my friend, Dr. Dunlap, who helps uh, adults with financial literacy and financial preparedness and advanced directives and stuff. And so I'd love for him to reach out to you guys and maybe y'all could do some collaboration as well. So another point that you talked about was contrary to popular belief, learning about money can really be fun. And David and David said, pinky promise. So, so you, you're really telling me that learning about money can be fun, huh? Yeah, well, it's not tricky. It's, it's um, really what it comes down to is understanding that money is just a tool and we we attach all this emotion to it but it doesn't need to be that way Mm -hmm. and so rather than this i think the reason money doesn't feel fun is because when we think about money we think about all the things we want and can't buy (laughs) so it has this feeling of like if i only had more and nobody likes that that's not fun right because it's basically telling you like you don't have enough and that guy over there has more than you and hence is better that's 
that's what we've done with money. Mm. But really, it isn't that as all, at all. It's it's a tool that you can direct in the direction that you want it to. So knowing, for example, that money grows that fast. I mean, that kids don't need to know the math behind it. But they'd get pretty excited if you if they knew, hey, by the time I graduate high school, this, you know, $100 I put in the bank account is going to be $400. Right, right. That's pretty exciting. That's, that's, you don't need to know the math. It just happens. Or realizing what you can actually get from money, what it can do for you, the freedom it can create, the experiences it can create, where it can be directed. And the problem is, is if we just look at money as uh, a means to mindlessly buy things, most of those things don't bring us that much joy. We just buy them out of habit. You know, he just said something, ladies and gentlemen. Again, my guest who is joining me in the virtual studios, he is the author of The Golden Quest, which is a children's financial literacy book with an amazing, amazing layout. The graphics are really, really cool. I mean, like you get magnetized by these characters that are in the book that kind of are, are run running through the theme of the book. Um, and you can get this book at only by the awesome And every year, Dave, every year we see the mad rush to the stores. And I'll, I'm not trying to be screwed y'all. So don't just hear me out. We see the mad rush to the stores to buy the stuff that we can't afford, but the stuff that we must have, right? And then that summer during the community yard sale, (laughs) all that junk is sitting on the front lawn, (laughs) right? So, you know, you talk about it, Dave, you said, you know, it's just like, oh, we're just fine. Getting more stuff. And it's like this revolving door in stuff, out stuff, in stuff, out stuff. And, and if it was so awesome, it wouldn't be on, it wouldn't be on the tree lawn. That's exactly it. And that's why I was mentioning it can be fun because it's not fun spending money on something you think you like and then realizing this thing is just taking up space and I'm just giving it out for free (laughs) on the lawn six months later. That's not fun for anybody. That just, that's just work. Right. You know, it's work going to buy it. It's work getting rid of it. It's work sitting around the house and feeling guilty because you're not doing anything with it. Right. Yeah, man. It's like, okay, I, I, well, I refuse to let this treadmill go. I paid $1,800 that I financed it for four years. And, and well, babe, all the clothes, I'm not saying my wife, I'm just saying I'm speaking, <laughs> speaking in third person there. Uh, there's clothes hanging up on the on the treadmill. I mean, what are we going to do with it? And so we it becomes a millstone around our neck. We're hanging on to it because we're mad that we spent so much money for it that we really didn't even need to spend, right? Exactly. And that's where, so when you talk about the website, onlybytheawesomestuff.com, the first golden rule is only buy the awesome stuff. And that idea of the awesome stuff, it's just reflecting on what really brings you joy and, and what is that thing. And keep in mind, it doesn't have to be a thing. It could be an experience as well. Yeah. It's where you spend the money that brings you the most joy. So we talked about this briefly in the, in the earlier before the show started, and you'd mentioned your soundboard. But I'm going to push back on you a bit because as you mentioned it, I mean, you just mentioned because I'm sure in your mind, you're thinking, if I had some extra money, I want to buy the soundboard. And that's the next thing you want to buy. Right. But I've seen you get so animated talking about the show and your guests 
and your community and different things. And you keep mentioning your son. I'm sure if I push back on you, there's something that really brings you joy and lights you up mm-hmm. where you could be spending that money. Maybe it's a vacation with your sons. I don't know. Right. But I, I, I'm almost positive that the soundboard isn't the awesome stuff you think it is. Ooh, okay, so I'm going to hold off on pulling the trigger, guys. I'll just wait now. <laughs> that is so true. And listen what he said, man. It, you know, putting, putting money, the awesome stuff doesn't have to be a thing. It could be an experience. I took my girls, uh, you guys know, we just came back from the glorious state of Texas and took them for the first time the experience of them flying on the plane for the first time, they were scared to death, man. And it was an absolute, it was awe inspiring because once they got off the ground, it's like, Hey, no point being scared now. Cause it's only, it's only one. <laughs> Hopefully you'll go back down the same way you came up. But, but again, that experience is something that is like, you know, to experience the Houston traffic and, and the bigness of the state. Uh, I, that was irreplaceable for me. You know what I mean? That's like a lifetime bucket list thing and uh i'm glad we got to do it and so so you're right so you and and let me just weave this let me get into the rules because i'm kind of i don't think i'm in the right vein you say that you you've got some some one of the rules is only buy the awesome stuff but you got a couple other rules right yeah so only buy the awesome stuff that's the first rule first rule and then just and just quickly i mean just as you're talking about that trip with your your daughters your body language changed. And I'm not saying yeah. don't buy the soundboard, right. but just recognize if you, that there's a choice. And I'm pretty sure if you had a choice of soundboard or trip with your daughters, yeah, trip with your daughters, it's going to like, as far as how you're going to feel an impact on you, it's going to win every time Wow. in terms of, yeah. man, you know, that that's something, boy, th- this kind of, boy, we gotta, we gotta, we definitely have to talk more about this offline because in one of my trainings, that I do is um, it's called gear. And I talk, I talk to young people about I, I, the G stands for identifying your giftings, right? When I come to work here at impacting life 24 seven, do you know what it feels like, Dave? It feels like Christmas morning every single time. Like I, I, I don't dread doing this. Like this is, this is my gift. And every time I do it, I feel like it's Christmas for me. It's a gift to me and it's a gift I have to use. And so you just you just tapped into something pretty marvelous because sometimes we think something is going to induce a particular feeling. And like you say, it's usually resulting in buyer's remorse. Exactly. Yeah. Because we we don't realize. I mean, back to the soundboard, there's nothing you wouldn't regret buying the soundboard necessarily. Maybe it wouldn't be buyer's remorse. Right. But if you knew that it was at the sacrifice of that trip or that money could have been spent elsewhere, or you're saying, I can't afford this trip with my daughters, but I just spent this money here. Just recognizing that it directs those purchases. So when you're making those purchases, you're getting maximum joy and happiness out of it. That's that's the whole thing. There's no right or wrong. It's just what is this really going to light you up? And that's, that's the piece that we lose. Yeah, man. It's so, hey, want to uh, counsel? Good to see you. And Greg says, uh, Disney World with granddaughter on her eighth birthday, only buy the awesome stuff. That's right, man. You know, and, and I haven't been to Disney World yet at 46. Maybe somebody will take me. I don't know. But, but, but so, so we got rule number one. Rule number two is. So, rule number, number two is always save first. Mm. And that's back to just that idea of, 
how do we how do we save and make it easy? Save save first. So if I give you money or you give me money, I'm going to find a way to spend it. That's just in our nature. Right. So before we have a chance to do that, you put it away and you save it and you don't see it. You get very used to not having that money and you don't spend it. And it's one of those surefire ways to save. It doesn't require any budgeting and any math doesn't require any anything other than that simple habit. And you start early and it's easy. Right. And and that's that's rule number two. Well, you know, and and we're going to go through the rest of the rules, but um, you you just you made you made a good point. And I saw this maybe early on with my kids when they were younger, because, again, I was a foster kid, so I didn't get taught any of this kind of stuff. And my wife, she had some struggles as a kid and an and early teen and even a young adult. So she didn't really get taught any of this type of stuff. So you take you take some two uneducated folks and not just that education is is the only key, but we just were ignorant about how to handle money. Then you throw them into starting a family and money was just it, it was in survival mode for the first five to seven years of our marriage. Right. So when we I'm getting to the point was. I would watch as my kids would get money for something, you know, birthday or whatever, it would be gone. Like it, it went through their pants pockets, like flames from the, you know, Mount St. Helen. It was, it was that fast. The money burned through their pockets. And, and we were like, man, we're, they've got some bad habits, but we didn't model for them because we did the same thing. If we got tax return, uh-oh, time for a new big screen, time for it, right? It was the same exact thing. And we did that early on in our marriage. And then we start we started seeing those behaviors manifest in our kids. What's your thoughts? Exactly. And the thing is, is it's almost impossible to avoid that. Mm-hmm. So if you switched it and you saved first, you could still buy the big screen. But if you had a smaller paycheck, 10 or 20% was already, you know, saved first. You still might buy that thing, but it might be this, you know, slightly smaller. Right. Or you might do it somewhere else. Like we'll spend what we have. It's one of those things where it's very hard not to spend what we have. So it's a way of just curbing that right. and still giving you freedom. Go out and do what you want. But that's exactly it. You had no problem not buying the big screen right. when you didn't get that check. Right. Right. And that was easy. And you didn't even notice that you didn't have it. But as soon as you got the check, and back to that whole idea of seven years, yeah. if you'd saved yep. in those early years, it, it, it's that habit where imagine where that would have been if you started in your 20s yep. or even your 30s and you did that saving, where that would be set up now in terms of that growth. As everyone knows, Greg, who is my VP, is a, is a multimillionaire. And so I don't know why he has me even pay him anything. But the reality is, is that you're right. I sometimes you you hindsight it could be a could be a deadly thing. It's just like man, you know some of the things that I had to have if I, if I could have just waited and I could have used I could have used a better strategy because you're teaching a strategy too, which is important. My guest in the virtual studios, thank you guys for tuning in. All those folks coming in uh, into the live, as you guys know, this is a podcast. So those of you that can't see what we're doing, that's because you're a podcast listener and podcasters listen differently than live folks do. 
I am joined in the studios by David Delisle. He's a great man. He's an author of the book called The Golden Quest. You can get your copy and pre-order it today at onlybytheawesomestuff.com. So we've covered two of his rules. We're going to get through the rest of them. The first rule was only buy the awesome stuff. That's rule number one. Rule number two was save first, right? Always say all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, Greg, you notice how he said that? He said, "Uh, <clears throat> let's get it right. Don't get it twisted, brother. <laughs> Always say first. Like there's no. <laughs> I love that, man. That's beautiful. All right, rule number three. So they build on each other. So the first one's just getting you in that right frame of mind. Right. Next one's the saving. Rule three: send your savings to work today. Ah. And it's back to that idea of compound growth. There's no sooner time to start than today yeah so so get get that money working for you i want to see if i can do something here real quick i don't know if it'll let me for our live audience because we got quite a few people tuning in i just want to share just real quick see if this will work for us yeah it's going to do it let's 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 share this real quick i just want you guys to see get a glimpse of is this okay dave am i allowed to do this brother? yeah totally. okay because it is on your website uh th- this is the the quality of graphics um, and the, the quality of narration and pictures that is in the book, The Golden Quest. And The Golden Quest, if you could give us, if you could sum it up for what the golden, what you hope The Golden Quest book does, Dave, what is your hope? So it's a big one. <laughs> and it's what's got me lit up and, and really excited about all this. I'm hoping to change the way we think about money and what it means to be rich. Ah, change the way we think about money and what it means to be rich. And again, that book that you guys just got, for those of you in the podcast world, I'm sorry you don't get to see it. You'll just have to go. That's why I keep telling you to go to onlybytheawesomestuff.com and get your copy on order right now, the book, The Golden Quest, because I believe it's just going to fly completely off the shelves uh, once once it's in production and we can if we can just get supply chain and everybody else to cooperate, we might make this thing happen. So <clears throat> we've, we've covered three. What's the next rule? So the, the the fourth rule, and this is where I think you'll you'll really appreciate this rule. It's give and you'll have more. Mm. And more in multiple ways. So it's not just more in filling you up. It could be more financially. It can be more in connection. More is whatever you want more to be. Uh, but give and you'll have more. Wow. And that and and that's taught in this book, huh, huh, Dave? Yeah. And what's fun is it's taught in a way where the kids on the quest, we're joining him on the quest and we're we're right beside him and we're thinking the same things he is. So when you say give and you'll have more, his reaction is, isn't, I love that piece of wisdom. I'm running with it. Next rule. He's, ask, he's asking questions. That doesn't make sense. How is that possible? If I give something, I'll have less. And then the lesson goes along with that and walks him through this story of how this is true and how you can see that happening time and time again. Mm. And, and like we were even talking earlier about your show, the more you give in this show, I mean, you're, you can just feel it. Yeah. You give from the heart and, and so much more comes back because of it than, than if you went the opposite way. 
you're right, and that that is absolutely true. I, 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 you know, here's here's the reality, ladies and gentlemen, that if we could just pick up one of those rules, that rule, you know, it, it's really close to my heart. I really that's probably my favorite rule, unless I hear the next one and that one becomes my favorite rule. But but when we talk about um, giving, I thought about this when I was in Houston, and. My kids, you know, in, in Impactville, <laughs> they don't see people sleeping under bridges here. You know, they don't see they don't see homeless folks running up to your car trying to trying to wash your car and wash your windows. They didn't they don't see that here. So in the big city, you know, every underpass that we we went under, there was a tent city under there, Dave. And it just it pulled at my heart. I mean, because that's my that's I've been there. I've been in as a resident in Tent City. And I said, man, I'm going to get to those people. And I was really pleased. My daughters said, we need to go, dad. We need to go get them. And so I, 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 I'm if, if we've not done anything uh, to, to help put into them about the spirit of giving, you know, those people may not have wanted my pizza. They may not have wanted anything, but at least at least the spirit behind it, it does something for you far more than than silver and gold. So that that's that's a that's a very, very important component. Sometimes church folks think that's all they ever talk about is giving. But, man, it's it's a spirit behind it. It's an attitude. And and what returns back to you, like he said, is far more than just money. Um, but I've got I've got people that I know that if I needed something I could pick up the phone and they'd be right there. So the fifth rule, do we got five rules? So originally there were five. Okay. But I realized we just need four. Four. And so the fifth, it isn't a rule. It sums it all up. Right. And the idea is if you follow the golden rules, those four golden rules, you'll have more freedom for what's most important to you. Mm. that's the awesome stuff look at what paula said she said an example in our home a child wanted a lego set 65 dollars. they needed to save 65 dollars for a lego set plus 10 percent to give to god and then 10 percent for savings so before they can buy they needed to save 78 dollars to buy the lego set so you're teaching them in your house already uh paula and paula cousone is uh is truly a giving person and when we can teach when we can teach our kids uh and i'm i wonder if you deal with this or what your thoughts are dave about about impulse there's got to be obviously we're all human and there's sometimes when you want to eat an ice cream cone but but how do you manage impulse where it doesn't turn into like i saw with my kids early on money coming in money going out that's the beauty of this is it- it is so simple. So back to Paula's example, I'd add a little bit to that. With that Lego set, I'd also put that Lego set in terms of something else they could have bought instead. Doesn't mean they'd change their mind, but maybe that Lego set equals, you know, two model sets or three smaller Lego sets, just so it starts getting in their mind of this idea of choice and what you're choosing. And then back to the impulse control what's really difficult is to tell a kid, no, (laughs) you're a parent, you know how that goes. So instead of telling the kid, no, or don't buy that, or even add in judgment, because we'll see what they're buying. We're like, Ooh, that's a waste of money. Mm -hmm. Rather than doing all that, 
just ask them, is that your awesome stuff? And if they're in the same realm, just like with you, with that conversation we had, they'll look at it and they know, they know what, what their awesome stuff is. And sometimes that ice cream cone or going out with your friends and taking them all for ice cream and trying these new flavors or that is going to be the awesome stuff. Right. Other times they just want it because they saw it and it was there and they weren't even thinking about it. Right. But when you question them on it, it's like, they'll, they'll hold it up. Even a five-year-old, if you ask, is this your awesome stuff? They'll stop. They'll look at what's in their hand (laughs) and they'll ask themselves and they'll make the decision. We can trust our kids to make these decisions. Wow. They know. Wow. That's this is so powerful. Greg, I could 100% concur. He said we have to bring Dave back in 2022. I'm, I'm thinking of a whole bunch of things because as you guys may have known, I don't know if Dave knew this, but I was a children's minister for many years. So this this hits right home to me. I'm envisioning us coming back and, and putting the, the book up on the screen and de- reading some pages and telling the story. I mean, this really could just be a, th- this, this really could be a great relationship. I want, I want everybody that hears this broadcast to go to only by the awesome stuff.com and pre-order your copy of the golden quest. I showed you a quick snippet of it. It's an amazing book. It, it, it takes kids on a journey of financial understanding without all of the charts and death by PowerPoint. Right, Dave? <laughs> well, we just went through the four rules, right? And there wasn't math in any of those rules, not a single ounce of math. Y'all did y'all see that? And I'm so <laughs> glad because when uh, I got one kid left in high school and when he comes uh, here to me with mass, I'm like, look, brother, I'm a speaker. I don't need to know that. So go ask your mother. Cause I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, but again, uh, and, and, and that could, we talked about this earlier. That could be some reasons why parents may not discuss, um, financial issues with their kids because <clears throat> it, it just may seem complicated or th- they think that the kids won't understand, but you're giving us a roadmap. You're giving us a realistic, on ramp to have this discussion and really weave it into the fabric of our home. You know, like if we're teaching, like I told you, if we're teaching manners, we don't, we don't necessarily sit down and say, okay, today and bring up a a, a chart and graph today, we're going to teach you the theory of manners. You know, we, we model that, right? We, we live it. And so when we, when we sit them down, I read to my kids all the way up until they didn't want me to read to them no more, which whatever age that was, I read to them every night, all the time. And so this could be something so cool for moms and dads to end the day with and take their kids on this journey. How many chapters is it broken down by chapters? Yeah. So there's a chapter for each rule and an intro and a conclusion. So it's six chapters. It's just over a hundred pages. But again, it's a graphic novel that's fully right. illustrated. And so it's it's an easy read. And sometimes, I mean, the kids might they might not even read it. They'll just flip and look at the pictures. And that's that's fine too. Right. As long as it's something that they're engaged in and enjoying. And and I was thinking when you're talking about uh intertwining this just in your conversation, and and back when you're talking about even Christmas coming up, I mean, this is a great opportunity where again, sit down with the kids, have that conversation. What, what do we value as a family? What do we want? What do you, maybe it's that Lego set and that's great. Maybe we'll all want to go on a trip or maybe we want to buy something for the house or, yeah. you know, whatever it might be, just having the conversation and involving the kids. So then 
that they can have that discussion rather than just, no, I want this, I want this, I want this. Well, let's, let's tease that out a bit. What, what else could we be looking at? Where, where else could we be spending our time and energy? It's interesting because a couple years ago, several years now, uh, I, I, we love the mountains and I fell in love with the mountains several, you know, over a couple decades ago. And so North Carolina, you can do everything. You got the beach, you got the mountains, you got the city. And in the wintertime, I, I love going to the mountains. And so I had told and my wife and I had agreed that, hey, look, we're going to take a family trip to the mountains and that's going to be kind of our Christmas. Right. And it was understood that that was going to be Christmas. And uh, <laughs> we came back and the kids were like, OK, so that was cool. But. Hey, what's going on up under this Charlie Brown Christmas tree over here? <laughs> you know, it was just, they just they couldn't correlate. Like, hey guys, we just Christmas was six thousand dollars in the mountains. Y'all don't remember that? <laughs> and, 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 and the truth of the matter is that now, though, because they're older, we have and, I, and I'm just going back in my mind thinking we have tried to teach them uh, more about experience over just things. You know what I'm saying? So now every year they want to go to the mountain and they're okay if it's just a couple Christmas gifts uh, in, in exchange. You know what I mean? They would rather be in the mountains snowboarding and having fun and doing our thing up there than really down here. Because look at it, uh, David. Christmas is the biggest flash in the pan ever. And I believe in the holiday. But I'm saying they open all their stuff. There's wrapping paper everywhere. And then you're just like, hmm. Okay, <laughs> you know, and so, but again, Dave, my friend, Dave Delisle, he is the author of The Golden Quest. You can get a copy of this book, this amazing book at onlybytheawesomestuff.com. What are your other social media handles again? Help us remember those. So, so the same, only by the awesome stuff, but, okay. but I'm a little older as well, CL. So Instagram, Facebook, yeah. social media. It's not, it's not my thing. I mean, I, I like communicating, right. talking in person, reaching out to people. So the website is, is a good place to go. And, and you can contact me directly through there if you needed to or pre-order the book. And all right, and well, that's, that's a good source. Awesome, man. This was a great hour. Look, we're two minutes over. See, I knew moving those commercials <laughs> would give, it, it still didn't help because I'm still, we're still running over because you know what? This content was so rich. It was so, uh, I hope everybody on the live, uh, did you guys enjoy our guest, uh, Mr. David Delisle? Uh, would, if you would, just drop a comment in the chat box because he really was phenomenal. Uh, I knew that it was going to be a great show and we'll just plan on, uh, staying in contact. I sent you a friend request. We're going to be friends from here on out, brother. And uh, I want to help promote this and get this in everybody's hands, uh, the book, The Golden Quest. So what we always do at this point before we let you go, Dave, is we give our, our guests an opportunity to, to, to speak a word of encouragement to our audience. So I'm going to turn over the floor to you. Give a word of encouragement to those moms and dads and young people out there. Just first golden rule, only buy the awesome stuff. First golden rule, only buy the awesome stuff. And you heard it from the expert in buying the awesome stuff, my friend David Delisle. Again, you can find him at onlybytheawesomestuff.com. David, it's been a pleasure. You've done a great job, and uh, we'll get you on the calendar for 2022, okay? I love that. Thanks so much, CL. And, and thanks again for everything you're doing with your audience in the show. It's, it is impactful. All right, sir. I hope you have a great night. You too. Thank All you. Right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that was David Delisle. And 
that was absolutely phenomenal, man. That was so good. That was that was enjoyable, man. I enjoyed every minute of that. And it, it really just seemed like the time just flew by because we were talking about something that you could digest and it wasn't so difficult to understand. You know, sometimes I think sometimes we overcomplicate money management. You got to make it easy and you got to make it enjoyable for those kiddos. So let's hear a closing word from our sponsors. And that'll be it for me, y'all. Every time you hear Impacting Life 24-7, it is brought to you in part by our amazing sponsors. Donald Skip Mondragon II MD is a platinum sponsor, and he is a 26-year Army veteran, National Veterans Wrestling Champion, a speaker, and author. He is the author of Wrestling Depression is Not for Wimps, Lessons Learned from an Amateur Wrestler's Fight to Triumph Over Depression. Contact him and book him today at WrestlingIsNotForWimps.com. The Underdog Ninja Foundation are platinum sponsors. This was founded in 2020 by Javi and Jessica Madrigal, a husband and wife team that have been battling and overcoming heart disease for 18 years. Their personal story and experiences have led them to follow the calling of empowering, educating, and supporting those fighting heart disease. They have a remarkable platform and a dynamic story. Contact this amazing team at underdogninja.org. Belinda Tyson Linder has spent decades investing in people from all different backgrounds. She is a platinum sponsor. She has led inner city programs for disadvantaged youth, as well as being a mentor to young adults, married couples, individuals facing adversity. Belinda and her husband have built multiple six and seven figure businesses and have trained leaders on having tenacity and character. Ultimately, Belinda cares about people. Bettina Carey is a platinum sponsor. Bettina Carey is a four foot nine and a half Latina. She inspires and empowers women to create big results. They break through, no, they shatter their earning ceiling kick self-imposed limitations to the curb and live their legacies now. Whether she's coaching from a live or virtual stage or conferencing with a small cohort of bold women or men on the rise across from a conference table, her championship strategies and straight talk compel women and men to find their whole new gear and succeed beyond their wildest imaginations. Connect with Bettina today at weempoweryourlife.com. You've heard it here, folks. All of these people help us with Impacting Life 24-7. If you would like to join them, it's very simple. All you have to do is go to clkingspeaker.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Go to clkingspeaker.com. We'll see you on Thursday. Thank you so much.